Welcome to the Bane Warrens. Deep beneath the city of Tolus are hidden vaults of unsurmountable evil. Items and creatures entombed forever from the light of the world. Now, RPGMP3.com, in association with Monty Cook and Malhavoc Press, venture deep underground to discover the secrets of the Bane Warrens. The Bane Warrens, Session 10. The following is a narrative version of the events that occurred to the party of brave adventurers in their continued exploration of the Bane Warrens in Tollus. Sadly, we are unable to give their actual accounts themselves due to pixies messing with the divination devices. I would like to apologise for this, hope that due to inclusion of anti-pixie measures, that this will not happen again. The party started in the city of Tollus, following the resurrection of Thierry in the Temple of Karos. After some brief discussion of the adventure so far, Thierry bought a new grey hooded robe and the party took a night's rest. The following morning, the party decided to return to the Warrens in order to determine who else was down there and to continue with their investigation of the water room and the drainage room below. Once back within the Bane Warrens, the party returned to the room where Jerry Stranamos, the cute little metal man, was, and found him successfully repaired and busy with his work of maintaining, cleaning and resetting the traps and locks in the area. Andreas talked to him, asking him to assist with the party's study of the drain room and the room with the squids in. Despite his protests that he was unable to help, Andreas threatened to have him dismantled if he did not help, and assigned him the task of opening the valve and releasing the water, while the party returned to the airlocks to watch the room draining. Unfortunately, Jerry Strinamos was not strong enough to force the valve open, and eventually went back to his cleaning duties. True to his word, Andreas asked Corvan and Thierry to dismantle him. This was done with a brutal assault on the cowering construct as he pleaded for his life, and Morwen spoke against the attack. His eyes were then removed and added to the party funds. After discussing the best way to open the valve without loss of party life, a plan involving rope and a willing barbarian was implemented. Korgash opened the valve, released the water and swam to safety as one of the octopuses from the room above was sucked through by water pressure. The party left the octopus to its own devices, and returned to the water-filled room to find it drained. After a brief discussion on how best to enter the room, Morwen lost patience and smashed the glass wall with her boot, and they entered the room, staying away from the pipes containing the second octopus. They found a silver box, six inches on a side, which Morwen suspected created fish. Climbing to the second airlock chamber, the party enter a small room where Thierry finds a hatchway in the floor, which leads to a narrow passage leading north. They follow this and come out in a, s a familiar room. Thierry finds a secret door which leads the party back to the room with the statue of the winged horse. The party then head up to a door which they had previously left locked and find it has been opened. 
They enter, and Morwen steps onto an electrified floor trap and is wounded. Thierry disabled the device by smashing apart a wooden door to make a walkway across to the stairs on the opposite side. He then disables a further trap on the stairs to allow the party to ascend. On the platform, the party found a suit of ancient metal armour suspended over a forty-foot pit. As they approached, a spirit possessed the armour spoke to the party. It was arrogant and overbearing, however, it stated that it had grown tired of being bound to the world and wished to leave to the afterlife. It addressed Andreas directly, believing him to be the leader of the party, following comments regarding the destruction of Jerry Stranamos. He asks to be freed, and in return will provide information about the Bane Warrens and what it contains. Andreas stated that he will have to check with his superiors and that he was unwilling to let an evil creature free for fear of attack. Spirit grew angry and called Andreas a toady and a weak-minded coward. Andreas left the room and the party continued to speak to the spirit. He introduced himself as Tyranath, an ancient warlord who brought terror to the world. He was hanged for his atrocities, but his soul would not leave and was bound to his armour. Unable to exorcise him, he was entombed within the Bane Warrens. He stated that he has grown weary of his existence and wishes to move on to the next. He also stated that a woman was in the vault before him, uh, before the party. She was a woman with black skin, glowing eyes and horns, and she was in possession of a decaying hand. She was accompanied by two large males who deferred to her leadership. Thierry, Corvin and Morwen discuss obtaining a scroll of bless in order to allow Thierry to perform a ritual to free the spirit. None of them inform Andreas about this fact when they leave to speak to him. While Thierry is speaking to Andreas, he notices a secret door, which they had previously been unaware of. It led to a corridor with vault doors on one side, opening up into a room beyond. Thierry managed to pick the nearest vault door. Their party entered a small room containing a wizened hand suspended over a pedestal. Andreas determined that the hand was necromantic and transmutation in nature, and that they are further transmutation magics emanating from the pedestal itself. Corvan shot an arrow at the hand, and it passed straight through as if it were not there. Thierry investigated the pedestal and found that it could be moved in such a way as to deactivate the aura and free the hand, which he did, taking the hand and placing it in his pack. The party then hear a swirling of violent wind in the room to the north and head to investigate. The room is painted with murals depicting flight through the air. In the room there is a cloth screen and a huge air elemental, which attacks the party on sight. The combat is protracted, with most of the party members save Morwen, who stands back to unleash fiery death, taking some damage. Eventually, Thierry lands the blow which sends the creature back from whence it came. Unfortunately, during the fight, the screen was found to have been blown to pieces by Morwen's flaming onslaught. The party then turned their attention to the remaining vault doors. Following the experience they had with the open vault, the death of Thierry to the Black Disc, they were unwilling to leave the vaults uninvestigated, as it may leave potentially powerful artefacts in the hands of evil and unknown adversary, 
who seemed to be in the Warrens with them. Inside the second vault they opened was a magical orb suspended in the air. Andreas deduced that it was likely to be a permanent resilient sphere. It contained a roiling green mist. The party decided to leave the orb alone and try the third vault door. Once again, Thierry managed to pick the lock on the door. The party entered the vault. This one appeared to be empty. However, Andreas could detect a very faint trace of magic coming from the ceiling behind the stone. Thierry searched and found a panel which they pushed, causing a plinth to float down from the ceiling to the centre of the room. The plinth was hollow and contained a magical skull which radiated divination magic to a moderate degree. The skull was behind an iron gate, and after numerous attempts by party members to try and pry it off, Corvan eventually smashed his way through with Thierry's axe. Thierry took the skull and placed it in his pack. Thierry searched the room which contained the air elemental and discovered a secret door in the northern wall which he easily managed to open. It led to a corridor which went east. The party carefully advanced down the corridor until it opened up into an empty room with the corridor continuing beyond. Thierry entered the room to search for traps and was overcome by a feeling he was not as well-meaning as he should be. He was injured by this and forced out of the area. Andreas deduced that this was the effect of a forbiddance spell and suggested that all of the party may be affected by it. The party girded themselves and rushed through the area, all taking damage as they dived into the corridor beyond. Following a brief period of healing, the party entered the room beyond and encountered a large image of a man in white robes pleading with them. The man said, Please, go no further. You risk letting loose some of the greatest evils the world has ever known. The image then faded, and the party were left in the dark to rest and heal, looking at another massively protected door leading into a different area of the Warrens. Watches passed uneventfully until the middle of the night when Thierry noticed something in the darkness. A large spider-like creature appeared in front of him with a female dwarven warrior on its back. The creature attacked Thierry while the dwarf threw a note to the ground. Thierry yelled for aid and made to attack the spider but missed. The party awoke from their sleep to see the spider, the dwarf and Thierry disappear from the area. Ernst cast Invisibility Purge to no effect. Morwen picked up the note, which bore a seal of a simple ring, similar in size to the bone rings collected from some of their foes, and read it. The note said, If you ever want to see your comrade alive again, you will leave the Bane Warrens. We will contact you once again once you are out. Do as we demand, or your friend dies a slow, agonising death. The party consider this and decide that as they can progress no further through the door, that they should return to the surface. They return to the mans mansion without incident. The game ended, and the party received experience for the electric floor and the trap on the stairs, as well as for the air elemental. They each received 420 experience points, which was not enough to cause them to gain a level. The recorder was then found to have errored, possibly a problem with a dud battery, much merriment ensued at the fact that no one had checked the recorder in true paranoid style. Once more, 
Apologies for the need to narrate this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as an actual session. We promise to be more careful in the future.